Hi, we're back from Florida. <laughs> What's up, guys? So I don't have to hide in the bathroom anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Last uh, podcast, we all did separate audios, and that was fun for Josh later. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a, that was like an emergency thing, because we were like, ah, oh, we we uh, <laughs> we just saw Captain Marvel. We have to talk about it right now. Yeah, super psyched to see that movie. At this point, I've seen it three times already. And I, I'm still not tired of it. Like, I really I really love the movie. We said almost everything in the Captain Marvel like review podcast thingy that you can check out. Mm-hmm. I know there's been like a lot of controversy about stuff. The only thing I want to say, because a lot of people try to instigate conversations slash arguments with me on like socials, the only thing I'm trying to get across is like I grew up as an underrepresented uh, minority, and so when another underrepresented uh, group of people, such as women, have like their experiences and opinions about things, uh, I try to hear it out, and respect it, especially because there's another friend. Uh, that I won't call out in this, but Captain Marvel is what she needed. And when people like kind of put it down in her presence, it did more harm than good. And so uh, that's my stance. I'm just, <laughs> I'm all about uh, what would Bree say, just pulling more seats up to the table. And I don't think there's any harm in that. Yeah, if you're going to actually like have a disagreement <laughs> with it, at least be civil about the darn thing. That's the thing. It's like I had a few things, but like I was not going to go out of my way to like look like a moron. Yeah, and the biggest thing is. You don't have to watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. All these all these guys saying what they're saying is just like leftover monkey shit from evolution. They need to like cut it out. Yeah, I mean, I I think I I put it down on the list for us to talk about. There was actually like a website. I think it's like Cosmic Book News to where I used to pull some stuff from on, and it was like just blasting and blasting and blasting Captain Marvel with, with just weird stuff like before the movie came out, and I was just getting pissed about it. Like, come on, man. I don't. I don't care how much money the movie makes because, to be honest, there's been so many movies in the past that haven't made squat and they were <laughs> amazing. Forget like you know the whatever other things people are yelling about, like how many Easter eggs were in that movie and how many different things connected to diff- other different things, and like it makes me want to go back and watch every single Marvel movie again. You know, that's a good point. Um, I think Captain Marvel did what Batman v Superman didn't do be a connective tissue between a bunch of other movies. When I left Batman v Superman, I was like, I don't know what the heck just happened. Like it was because I don't follow DC that much, let alone the movies. And so when uh, so I saw it with uh, Vince and my brother and, and my brother and Vince are both into DC. So they're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of this injustice timeline. I'm like, what's injustice? It's like, it's this video game. Why do I have to play a video game to understand the movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not even Mortal Kombat did that. You could just go see that crappy movie and know what it is from the beginning. <laughs> But Captain Marvel, I think if you never, unless you don't like sci-fi, don't go see this if you don't like superhero sci-fi movies. Besides that, if you go into it and you like that kind of thing, even if you haven't seen the other ones, it you wouldn't appreciate as much from it. But I think it was a pretty good like adventure. It was a story in itself as well as a bunch of Easter eggs. Ton of heart, a lot of heart. Some of my friends had said she, like they put her t- through too much struggle. See, and then you you flip like one web page over and like not enough struggle. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone has a freaking. Everybody opinion. has an opinion. It's annoying. And, oh, you know the whole like she wasn't emotional. It's like the whole movie was about emotions. <laughs> However, like that screen rant, the was a pitch meeting was to me it was like dead on. Really, like, some of that stuff was hilarious were, to me. The only thing I would say about this, because I, I love pitch meetings and I love that one too. Um, I, I, the only thing I would say is like I feel like it was a little rushed because there were actual issues I thought that they could have like made fun of, you know. And there was some stuff in there like, oh, you just you didn't watch it again. Like you could tell it was like oh once because there was like things he, he made fun of. They're like, oh, they explain that later, but it's still funny to point out because it's much like you know a- any other movie that they poke mm-hmm. fun at in pitch meeting. The point is. It's leading us to Endgame. So. Yes. <laughs> God, we're so close. 
Oh, actually, this wasn't on our list, but this is a good little like uh, segue. Someone from uh, Nerdist, I think, brought up the idea that kind of indirectly Goose is responsible for saving Agent Coulson because, and I don't know how this would be a spoiler if you haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the last five years, but when Coulson comes back, you know, after the movies, because he, you know, you find out a few couple seasons in, it was because of Tahiti and they use Cree body parts and blood and stuff to bring him back. That corpse probably came from Goose when he coughed it up later. Oh, that's funny. Interesting. Because there's no, <laughs> there's there's a very rare circumstance where they would have like con- like conquered Cree anything. And brought back like bodies from you know so they're like mm. where would you just get a random shard of a Cree body and like well that that Florkin probably just vomited like six of them up just like <laughs> it did the Tesseract. As much as I love that, I hope people don't just start using Florkin for every freaking answer. I think the only reason they, they <laughs> did it this time is because we watched him eat like six Cree. Mm. Yeah, you know, on that ship. I'm trying to remember the the it was definitely Cree technology that brought Coulson back. The whole machine, all that that, that what they called Tahiti was all Cree machinery technology everything but i don't remember how bad his, i remember he had that big thing in his chest and then half his head was like being regenerated but i don't know if they actually swapped his body they didn't swap a body mm. but they they these showed where the blood of the kree was coming from it's much oh, like yeah. how um yeah uh, that what, body Yon, okay yonra yonra yeah blood ran through carol danvers and that's probably why she's like virtually invincible on earth yeah but like that so, would make sense. So in Agents of Shield, remember they showed like that Cree corpse. It was a cadaver. Yeah. Yeah. They, it was like half. They used slashed up and stuff. Okay, that makes so, more so sense. So it's like, where yeah. do they get that from? It's like it's probably vomited up from this cat who'd <laughs> been like half digesting it for the last, you know, I don't know how many years. Nice. And They're, stuff, but you know, nice, nice little touch. Speaking of Endgame, like that, the trailer, the new trailer just dropped like a couple days ago. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch this. And then like I texted Rod right afterwards, he's like I watched it. The, the best part <laughs> is, uh, I, I, between me sleeping in and uh, Josh's willpower, I'd woken up after the entire series of events had happened. So I woke up to like text like I'm not gonna watch this. Oh maybe. Oh I watched it. One <laughs> <laughs> one other real quick thing that I was thinking the whole Coulson letting Fury and Carol go was kind of like a nod to when Fury helped Coulson back to life. Like I feel like if that moment had not happened, Fury would have never had like a I owe you one with I, Coulson. I think that moment like really cemented them as like their respect for each other. Yeah, that's I like that was one of the connections that I had made, Easter egg wise or not. Like. And I put this as my Twitter, like one of my Twitter posts. I almost said my Twitter post as it feels like an AOL Instant Messenger away message. Um, one of my Twitter posts was something that Kevin Feige had said because they'd asked, like, why the heck didn't Fury click that pager before? And mm-hmm. if, if, I don't know if you heard this. Feige's answer was like, how do you know she didn't? Oh, like, yeah. He didn't. It just took this long for her to get there? <laughs> Either that or she has been back. Mm. And we might just find out what that was you know or something we don't we don't know the whole story we're just assuming it's the only time he's clicked (laughs) and who knows like if she always gets the messages i mean she said a couple galaxies but that's a long range (laughs) that was like that was part of that pitch meeting where he's like i guess aliens taking over the world isn't enough of a worry like guess not or an ai destroying the world the carlins uh, super carlin brothers actually brought up a really good point though like if even if, if you take away all this other stuff anytime that the avengers um, in a majority of the capacity are taking on something for Fury that's probably good enough for him because the reason you know he assembled this team to replace Captain Marvel so in you know if, if you were him he'd probably like well the point I made this team was is like if they're in it you know and I mean I know like we're watching as an audience we're like uh but the whole city of New York's being destroyed like 
But he's probably thinking, well, like, well, all the Avengers are still standing, so <laughs> like, is that an emergency in the the galactic sense? I'm not sure. Mm. Um, wouldn't it be messed up if we find out later that Captain Marvel saved each and every instance in the background? He's like, boop, boop. She's like, you can't keep calling me. Oh, I'd be so mad. <laughs> I that, figured that would I'd, devalue so much things. So many. It things. would devalue things, and I I feel like then you would cause another giant uproar right. on the internet. <laughs> um. Anyway, that that was Captain Marvel, and now, and now we got a few weeks. Uh, well, now we have like a week until Shazam, and then a few weeks until Endgame. So, I am super excited for Shazam. Same. Uh, every single clip that I see, now I'm not trying to see these clips, and it's annoying. Like with the Avengers one, I didn't want to see it, and I just kind of gave in. They didn't give a lot, to be honest with you. They reviewed a lot of the older movies. Mm-hmm. Well, even with the with the first, with the two trailers, like for this movie. I think they even said it was only like the first fifteen minutes. Something like that, yeah. The they're like restricting they're gonna show stuff. So and knowing Marvel now with like Infinity War, all the clips are either not in the movie or out of context. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> not real, right? Well, now we know that all the blank spots between the lineups of Avengers is probably Captain Marvel. It could be, uh, and you know, it's funny because uh, you know, obviously, a lot of these people are trying to take ideas or whatever where they think that the movie's going to be like. But you know, with the Hulk thing, like the Hulk wasn't even in that end fight at the Infinity War. Yeah. So just in, as the same, Tony was like in the lineup of walking back, and he could just not be there. Yeah, like you know, I could true. just be like some BS. They're like, watch this, mm-hmm. and Hulk's not there that I saw. And then on top of it, obviously Captain Marvel's not in that lineup, and neither is Thor, from what I've seen. Gotcha. So did they go on a side mission or something? You know what's going down? Yeah, hmm. I see a lot of people making like funny Thor Theories. and Captain Marvel love. Things like oh yeah, actually you you posted one of those on the L spandex thing too, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like just we just forgot about Jane at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like a name of a punk band. Forgot for, about forgot Jane. about Jane. Anyway, <laughs> it's pretty good. What um, is this, what is this article about Disney lying about box office numbers for Captain Marvel? That's what I'm talking about. That's that cosmic book news garbage to where they're like, oh, they're lying about stuff and this you know, money and this or that, and then the movie's going to bomb. Like, That's, Was this all before the movie? So when they I say, think this one's afterwards. This one's saying, like, oh, they're lying about the numbers. The profits? Yeah. That's really hard to lie about in, like, an uh, open market. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Also, I think a lot of... So we, we were actually um, on Mob Crush's gaming streams fast, past Friday, and our friend Phil Ranta, who's over at Mob Crush, he, he knows a lot about the film industry. Um, he had mentioned, like, it wasn't Captain Marvel, but maybe like as of like a couple of years ago, the U.S. finally realized, oh, there's an international market, and they started making films that also appealed to international mm-hmm. audiences. And, I, and he'd mentioned that because I said on their flight back from Orlando, I'd watch The Meg, and I'm like, this was like the best 2002 movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, down to like Jason Statham. Have you seen The Meg? <laughs> I have not. So J- Jason Statham <laughs> is the ex like Marine military thing. <laughs> That gave it all up, but had to come back six years later because his ex-wife's in trouble. <laughs> in the exact same situation that he was in, that nobody believed him in. You know, they found the Megalodon. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then uh, the scientist that designed the giant, like, uh, not space station, but like underwater study station thing, you know, is like this... C-Lab? Yeah, it's like this, like, hot female um, scientist that has, like, anime hair and always showing her midriff while at work. <laughs> you know, like, it, it was like, you know, because remember that, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah. That was always the scientist. She's like, oh, I'm, I forget what her name was. It was something like, like, uh, Jax. Or, you know, I think it was Jax. Holy crap. It's like, hi, I'm Jax. And like, her, her hair was, like, in, like, the, the, uh, dreadlock spiky. Sounds like a stripper name. You know, right? She's like, do you have a belly button? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. But, Here's uh, mine. And then, and then there was, like, uh, I don't know. There's a whole lot of stuff. There was like a little kid on the ship for some reason, but the only one. 
Mm. So she was always in danger. Not always, but she was either always the the solution to the problem or like in danger. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. It's the, funny because yeah, so, that's like the, the the device is this kid. Yeah, so that's great. Uh, Phil had mentioned like, oh yeah, the Meg was made by American studios to appeal to international audiences, and I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, that's why the two leads that aren't Jason Statham were like are huge in China. And Jason Statham is like universally known, and he ne- there needs to be a big bald grunty guy in these action movies to sell them, you know, like Fast and Furious and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So Bruce Willis. So he's like, and then they. So the reason the Meg was so predictable was because they were like, well, let's start with like huge budget, but like super basic storyline we know works in every circumstance. And then like they got to Captain Marvel, not the Captain Marvels like Citizen Kane or anything, but like <laughs> it's way more nuanced than like the Meg and those kind of movies are like Venom. And so they're like, oh, so slightly nuanced international films can also do well. Because I think, like, the U.S. numbers for Captain Marvel were, like, okay. Like, yeah. they're acceptable. Which is but what they- I think this article is trying to say, is they, they were quoting the the worldwide yeah. box office as opposed to, like, what no, they, we normally quote the U.S. box office. Yeah, but but, see, but the, what Phil had said was, like, now it's become more uh, traditional for the studios, especially when they were meaning to market to an international audience, like, when they're doing, like, a premiere all at once instead of like in phases mm-hmm. um the international numbers are like intentionally not trying to like pass them off as u.s numbers because like alita battle angel was the same way if you look at just the u.s numbers it was a flop yeah oh not a flop it, it wasn't as good as they wanted to be you look at international numbers they're gonna do like 16 more alitas i was like pacific rim pacific mm-hmm. rim was the same way like it Someone did horrible in the states and then like but and you know in china and japan it was like huge which is interesting because i think the only reason like the numbers quote unquote are like horrible in the states is because not everyone wants to see an action movie like we did like vince and i saw alita three times we saw captain marvel three times um always equally as interesting um i loved crazy rich asians i think it was like historic film for like our generation and everything did but they win anything at the oscars i'm not sure I, we didn't watch the oscars i'm not I, sure i didn't watch it either. It, it should I, have i hope it won something at least at least like set design or something mm. because it, i, I it don't like great. the oscars just because i feel like they don't give normally to what deserves and then they just take a long time to give to what does you know like it always seems like the ones that win are the ones that like need more money for the next thing maybe yeah (laughs) but crazy rich asians we only saw like twice because like rom-coms aren't like 100 percent my speed Mm -hmm. um this film was really good though so we saw an early screening and then we saw it again once it like actually came out but for me that was enough that was fun. My wife has seen it probably six times now. I bought it. And- <laughs> That's great. Yeah, she was telling us about it on the... Well, some of you watched our vlog know that Josh's wife, Angie, picked us up from the airport and dropped us off uh, when we went to Florida. And we were talking about that on the way back, about how she'd finally gotten her copy of Crazy Rich Asians back <laughs> mm-hmm. in the neighbor. Oh, yeah, it's true. And they were watching it. But I'm, I'm glad it was well done, like in a Nora Ephron sort of way, like how we know mm-hmm. rom-coms and not necessarily like... Um, what is... There, there's something like in the last like 10 years, rom-coms have turned into this like something else. I'm sure it's just like the old people in us that were like they're not like they used to be in our day, but they weren't. They aren't like they. <laughs> something's changed recently, and then Crazy Rich Asians kind of like really did the classic format, like mm-hmm. really well done. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, my whole point with that was something like Captain Marvel coming out, or maybe that's a bad example, like Alita coming out. There's like a new property and everything. You kind of have to go by international numbers because you can't assume like every soccer mom wants to see what that is. Like yeah. we we were in Florida with Granny Potty Mouth, and I, I told uh, Granny, I was like, if you want to go see this movie with us, you can. <laughs> Just warning you, there's 20 previous movies. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of leading up to this one that you don't have to see. Yeah. And also, she doesn't like sci-fi at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so also, this is a heavy sci-fi movie. Literally taking place in space, as far as I know. And she's like, yeah, pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's Captain Marvel? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. nice. Which is part... 
That's one of the things in the the pitch meeting too, where they're like, "Oh, are people that haven't seen this, seen the other movies, gonna not know?" And the guy's like, "Well, I'm not sure." And oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> he goes yeah. back to joking, like, "That's okay. We we forgot about those people yeah, we, five years we ago. We stopped caring about them six years ago, <laughs> which I'm kind of okay with because, yeah. like, as a fanboy of that stuff, I, I don't want to have too much stuff repeating. Yeah, well, I don't know, like overly explain stuff, like you see, and then yeah. like, yeah, you know, the guy, the collector will be like, "These are the gems in every freaking yeah. movie." You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, down to the point where I realized when we were. Re- uh, recorded our Captain Marvel review right when we finished watching it. Uh, I think I know I had said it, maybe everybody else too had said like the test wreck was a power stone, but it was a space stone. Like, actually, I guess I looked it up afterwards. It was oh, a space stone, yeah. which leaves more questions to has how Captain Marvel got powers because the power stone made sense to me. Space stone is like as far as we've seen so far in the MCU is like teleportation, which makes sense for the ship. Not quite sure how that transfers to a human person and makes them the fire thingy. Yeah, but... the power stone was the one that was on Xandar, right? Yep. yep. Okay. That, that's so. why I thought it was that one, but then I forgot that that, that was a totally separate thing from the Tesseract and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, well, the um, Tesseract gave like what? It gave both Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Was and... it? I thought it was the Mind Stone. Oh no, you're right. It was the, the Mind Stone. Mind Stone yeah. Gave... yeah. <laughs> so I'm like trying to split these things up in my own brain. <laughs> the, There's too many movies. I need that's to go back the and watch. thing is Loki's staff and then the Tesseract. People get those two stones mixed up because mm-hmm. the soul, the Mind Stone came out of. Loki's staff, mm-hmm. and that's also the stone that Vol- or Voltron <laughs> Ultron was trying to use to create Vision, or he did create Vision, and then, then Thor did something. Stuff got messed up, <laughs> and then Vision became his own thing, mixed in with Jarvis and everybody else. Mm. So that Paul Bettany could still have a career. You know, you know what was really cool, though, <laughs> and, and what possibly could be something we see in the future is we never saw Ultron die. We obviously see Vision took care of it at the end, mm-hmm. but we don't actually see it. That, so it makes me theorize that if we are going to see Vision again in the future because of this thing. Like, I would be happy if they brought everybody back and was like, fooled you. <laughs> like, nobody's yeah. dying. Like, I would just, I would love that, to be honest. Yeah. I know that everyone's like, who's going to die? Who's going to die? And even in the comics, like, Ultron comes back, like, so many stupid times. And that's uh, at one point in time, it was, like, in the back of, like, Vision's programming. He was still there. And yeah. It was just, that, those are kind of all the theories I've, yeah. I've been, like, flo- that have been floating in my head so far. I, and I don't even know if, like, Feige or the, the Marvel staff know that yet. I think the options are just there because he had mentioned something on like the DVD extra features that like a lot of people think they have this grand plan put together and in a lot of ways he does like Feige does mm-hmm. but like that's only like half of it and the other half they're kind of like going for as they come along like as pieces fit together you know yeah so like by the time Black Panther came along there was a tie-in to like you know four movies ago where Wakanda was on like a map behind Iron Man or something but they didn't know exactly when they were going to introduce Wakanda it's just the pieces came together like the, yeah. the storyline the right director the actors and stuff and so it just kind of like fit vibranium speaking y'all speaking of the end game trailer the one thing that either is completely deceiving us or it's giving us a little bit of a hint at is that was peggy carter narrating wasn't it at the beginning i don't remember i think it was that would make more sense and it makes me think if this whole thing is a whole time travel thing because if you remember back uh whatever movie it was that cap had his like or everyone had their flashbacks from Ult- scarlet witch age of ultron yeah cap had that thing where he got his dance with peggy yeah that would be an immensely... I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Like, he gets his dance with Peggy, and that's mm-hmm. his end. He he kind of... He's, he's taken out of the timeline. Yeah. But he doesn't necessarily die. He like It's like he gets to go back it, that's to where he left. That's an interesting thing, because both 
Iron Man and Captain America's contracts are up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're going to find out how they do that. But what, what a way for him to go, though, because it's like, I'm sure there's going to be a sacrifice of some sort in it, because that's the whole point of this thing, and that's Captain America's always about, you know, mm. sacrifice for the the good. But um, I don't know, just the fact that she's narrating it, it's like, what, unless that was from a previous film and I just don't remember it, like, that why would it be there? You know, <laughs> she's yeah. going to be there in some some facet. Well, to me, it kind of harkens back to the trailers for the uh, Infinity War, where they all like set a line mm-hmm. of the Avengers thing. There's and also there's... this that thing with Stark when he's in the in the ship by himself, and he's got that black A-frame shirt on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna call it what I call it because that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> but um, every time we have seen him wear that in that something pivotal happened like the, the first time we see him in that a-frame shirt he was he was uh stuck in the cave trying to build the first mm-hmm. iron man suit and then the second time he was creating a new suit in like iron man 3 or something or iron man 2 and you mm-hmm. see him uh in his lab with the black shirt on and now here again in in the the trailer of endgame he's also in that black beater again there i said it <laughs> There's a lot of stuff flying around. I heard that Kang the Conqueror might be involved, which Ooh. is like a time you know, time travel baddie that's kind of after Cap at some point. So it, wasn't he celestial blood? Ooh, I'm not sure. I, I know he wasn't a celestial, but I, like Thanos is as of celestial blood. I I mean I trust whatever Marvel like studios does, but I really hope they don't they don't introduce new characters in Endgame. Really? Because well, mainly well not at least not till the end. Like I just don't. I don't want new characters in the midst of it, mainly because there's so many other characters mm-hmm. right now to keep track of, and I don't want to take away from that real estate, especially if it's going to be a lot of their last stands. Yeah. Um, but like once again, if it fits, I'm trusting. I trust that they'll do it right. But uh, I, I personally won't be counting on like new things being introduced. But I, I almost expect the end to introduce some other idea for like the next phases. Yeah. Do you want to hear my theory? Yeah. Go for it. All right. Here's my theory. Uh, before I thought Scott was gonna be like trapped in time and like pop up somewhere else. Right. I think he just like got trapped in there and he gets poofed out after everybody's gone. So like, and then he comes out and he's like, "Where the hell is everybody?" Mm-hmm. And so he goes to find everybody and he shows up and he basically is like, "Hey, we can go time travel deal uh, with this and change some stuff." And but what happens is Thanos doesn't care anymore. He's already accomplished his deal, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't even want to fight. And so. They have to go back in time and change things. Going back in time, which could bring up King or someone else that's, you know, you're dealing with time problems. They'll have to go through all that mess, fight that mess, come back to that very same spot that Iron Man and Nebula and the Guardians were fighting. And they had, they all join back in at that spot mm. at the very end. Hmm. That's my That'd theory. Epic, yeah. Time travel is definitely going to be a thing yes. in this next one. Has to be. I dimensional wise like multi-dimensional i think that we've already they've already stated that it exists and mm-hmm. and it's kind of a part of mcu now so i don't know if that's like a big reveal like oh my god it's multi-dimensional now because it always has been i think the idea of grabbing the infinity stones from other dimensions though is gonna if they do that that'll be like a real like oh my god like why didn't thanos think of that <laughs> yeah why didn't he do that in the first place <laughs> or maybe then? he did you know we're gonna find that out right because both like strange and uh what's uh, can go between dimensions. Which is funny, though, because I think if you watch the uh, how it should have ended oh, yeah. for the Spider-Man <laughs> into the Spider-Verse, 
you know how uh, in into the Spider Verse, uh, Wilson Fisk is trying to bring his wife and kids back or whatever. Oh, that's right. And yeah. so like he goes in to try to like grab them from a different universe or something. Yep. And so the guy's like, you know, how it should have been in like, well, since you grab these guys from another universe, well, isn't there a Fisk in that universe, and he's gonna be pissed and come after you in this one? Oh, you know. <laughs> I know. Oh shoot. I see that. <laughs> that's a good theory or did fisk die in that one? Oh, it's true just oh ran, ran, rick and morty just gonna land in the middle of like, <laughs> right. and like save everybody you know what i kind of hope is i hope that i'm assuming this is going to be stan lee's if not his last one of his last cameos and i kind of hope that it pushes the storyline a little bit the the cameo itself mm -hmm. like there was the rumors that he was a watcher mm -hmm. and then feige just like was like you know that sounds cool let's go for it and they, so now everything since then has been kind of being like a, a nudge, like he's a watcher. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, spoilers for some reason, if you haven't seen Captain Marvel, you're one of like the three people that didn't. He is himself in in the, in our timeline mm -hmm. in this movie. And I noticed, so I I, watched, I went back and watched like an interview with um, Anna, what's her name, the director. Mm -hmm. And she, she'd, like they mentioned something to the fact that like, they instructed Brie or they directed Brie to like jump out of character for that second. So that's why she gives that nod to him. Mm. But it could also be interpreted as like, she knows the universe. She might just recognize them, you know, as one of the watchers, like travel. And she's it's true. And so she like, the reason she nods in our heads is because, oh, it's Stan, you know, his first MCU movie since his, he passed away. Yeah. But in, in the universe, it could just be kind of like, she's on the train and she like sees him. And she's like, see you, you know, and then, to more support that, <laughs> I think it was like one of the end scenes of Guardians of the Galaxy. You see Stan Lee in the spacesuit with, with all the watchers. All the watchers. Mm -hmm. So but, but the fact that like a character actually like interacted with him potentially in a way where she recognized him as a watcher, you know, it would be really nice in the next one. I know it won't be like the crux of a story, but it'd be really cool if like whatever happens with his cameo, like just kind of like pushes something mm -hmm. along in the story. Yeah, that'd be fun if they did like it just a kind of thank you towards that i've heard mm. that they have another cameo for far from home Makes where sense. he can appear in it it's cool but uh he's been in all the other ones man he's gonna be in this one too yeah far from home is another interesting concept because from what we can see we're living in a world already without the rest of the avengers or at least the major ones you know like fury's going to spider-man to a teenager instead of like you know tony stark or something so it's like it's it's hinting at things for us but obviously we don't know anything yeah and again um, they could also be like screw you you don't know the, the real yeah. truth you know the yeah. trailer or this happened way before Endgame. yeah <laughs> we don't know <laughs> i wonder because what are we in phase four now i've lost track after Endgame, we begin phase four with far from home i'm going to open something up loudly that's fine I wonder if they're going to say that Phase 4 Jesus. actually has Dark Phoenix as a part of it. Because it was between, but now it's owned by Disney, right? Not yet. No, not until March 20. I actually found the time by, like, what, uh, I think noon on March 20th, I think it's supposed to be. Which right now it is uh, the 18th. Well, 18th. So we got, like, less than two days. <laughs> and then it'll be finalized. That I've heard Feige talk about X Men and <clears throat> them being finally coming back to their to the to a point of where they have all these other characters mm. and how he's he's definitely going to implement this stuff in the future. So I'm super excited, like especially with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I want to see what this next Guardians is going to be. Oh, it's James Gunn is back. Speaking yeah, of that's one of the big things. We have so many things on this list. To be honest, it's pretty <laughs> insane how much stuff 
from the last time we talked. And if is, Mary Poppins is going to make a comeback. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's all on the same roof now. Yeah. So, But uh, James Gunn is now back as director for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is, to me, insane. I thought, personally, that Disney would never go back on a decision they've made, especially a decision uh-huh. like that, to where they were like, ooh, this is a bad for us publicity deal. No matter how much the internet complained about it, and there was a ton of like, dude, come on. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Kind of like he made some poor in taste jokes on Twitter like years ago. What, but I, I, but thing, things on Twitter that I think everybody could agree, e- even if they were poor in taste, weren't serious. Like I don't yeah. think I don't think many people who were in their right mind could read the things and be like, oh, he's definitely that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and it was like hurting like little kids or something, you know, with like sexually, you know, something something like that. Where it was like a, it was a joke. If he said the same things on stand up in New York, yeah. no one would blink an eye. Yeah, if you're on you stand up stage, which to be honest, like when I listen to a lot of other podcasts, like Rogan and other things, where they're like they actually complain a little bit about that. They're like, you know, people are trying to take us out nowadays, <clears throat> and it's like, dude, we're in stand up in a dark comedy club. This is supposed to be the place where like you're supposed to be able to like yeah. say the worst things that you and think that's, of. And that's know? another thing <laughs> is the like I, I've pointed this out before and people disagreed with this, but Disney isn't doesn't exactly have a clean history either. No. Granted, it wasn't incredibly malicious to me growing up, but like uh, looking back as an adult, I'm like, I'm real glad my niece doesn't have to grow up with these cartoons now. Like there's a few that they've obviously tried to forget they'd ever happen, happened, mm. but there's still stuff that's in the, not in the vaults even, like considered classics and stuff like the, uh, was it the Rescuers Down Under that had the Siamese cats? From, Siamese cats oh, are from, the Aristocrats, cats. Well, I think they're in a bunch. Okay, <laughs> I think there is. So I think I think Lady and the Tramp. Those were most people know them for the Siamese cats. Yeah, Siamese, Siamese cats. Siamese. Just fine. It's fine. It's in history. It's in canon. Like I don't think it should be erased. <laughs> but like, if you made that right now, like so incredibly racist. <laughs> yeah. But, and also like the the blackface in like a bunch of old Disney cartoons. But it's part of the history. Now, Song of the South, I don't think you can, like, get Disney to acknowledge that even existed. I did not even know that was a really? movie. Yeah, I've never seen that. And I re- I've watched almost all. I remember seeing it as a kid. So, and I, I think, like, you know, the company's grown. Like, it's grown in since, mo- like, the stuff it made then exists in that time period. Mm-hmm. People want to go back on it and look at it. They're obviously not, like, promoting it, like, wildly right now. I not- feel like it's people that are just... Some people just want to try to get news and clicks yeah. and and make articles. It gets annoying when you're trying to dig into someone's past. And that was another thing. I don't think it was like the public that discovered it. I think it was like a politician or something, right? That brought those tweets up to... No, I think it was... Was it? Yeah, I think it was just some yeah, hmm. people trying to go back and look. It's interesting. It gets weird, but, but either way, he's back. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that uh, I don't... the president finally made made the decision to go back on his word and... You know, obviously the crew and everybody's like telling him, like, you gotta have James back. You gotta have yeah, James back. Because the cast all like, like together, like, like unanimously, like signed a petition saying that they weren't gonna stand by if he wasn't at least part of it. Like, his yeah, script he's or something, the right? script. I think was there was there what well, they were gonna Ultimatum. fall on. Yeah, they're like basically if it's at least it's not his script being used, this, then we're done. This is huh? an interesting. Part of this article is like Horn reverses the, reversed the decision after being persuaded by guns public apology and how he handled the situation even though Gunn signed on to write and direct the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. Squad sequel for WB and DC Marvel Studios apparently never considered another director to helm Guardians of the Galaxy 3 the studio plans to move forward with the third installment in the trilogy once Suicide Squad is complete so he's actually do getting to yeah. do both so here's my my theory not knowing i don't actually know anybody involved in this um our friend tay 
uh, knows James Gunn from like a past thing. They worked on a music video together, but besides that, we don't have any connection with him. So, and uh, this is all speculation. But my my, my theory is is the either he legit got like fired. They're like, we're never gonna work with you because all this stuff. We don't want the PR. And then he gets hired by Suicide Squad. We're like, oh, take it back, <laughs> take it back. I actually saw a meme that was a beautiful yeah. meme from like yeah. Spider Man Two, where like they're like, Parker, you're fired. Yeah, and they're like. You know, he's trying to get him back afterwards. Like, oh, you're rehired. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. basically or, for that. <laughs> or, it's a good, it's a good in, one. In the you know the business dealings, you know, like Whedon's worked on both the D- DC and the Marvel side of things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there would be, but if there was some sort of stigma behind working behind similar properties, like Su- I know Suicide Squad is not the same as Guardians, but I feel like the playfulness of each of the properties was probably something people would connect. And yeah. Has a if, lot of if James wanted, Gunn's personality. Maybe, maybe, just saying without any substantiated evidence, maybe there was a chance that this was a way, this like little mini controversy over the course of like a year or so, to make it so he could work on both. Like, he's doing Guardians, they create this controversy, he gets to do Suicide Squad, and then they take him back and they're like, well, it's too late, we can't just like not have him do Suicide Squad, you know? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I just know. I, I don't know if it's a grandiose plan like that, but just because <laughs> the way things fell is kind of funny. Without divulging too much stuff, like Vince and I have been involved in some like things that like uh, not shady things, but like in Hollywood, everything's an NDA. That's why like when yeah. friends move to Los Angeles and you're like, they don't do anything. It's like, well, they may they might not be doing anything, but they might also be doing a lot of stuff, and they just can't talk about it for eight years. Because uh, Vince and I moved here, and we couldn't talk about the first two years of projects we worked on for a while, and we still can on some of them. But like, there's no better PR than outrage. Yeah, and that's not a good thing necessarily. It's just true. And if there's a PR person that knows how to navigate that correctly, it is awfully convenient that it all fit within the timeline of this stuff happen, you know, it was like, I don't know, like I said, this is totally unsubstantiated. So it might just have actually happened that way. Because we've also had friends that are in these viral situations. And never, and there's all these conspiracy theories. Oh, this was all set up. We're like, nah, Jess was just on that train that day. And that's when the video blew up. Like we were, you know, we're there in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. But there's some stuff where like, it's fairly carefully crafted. You know, it's kind of like the, the WWE or WWF mentality. Public's going to think what's going to think. You might as well just get paid from it. You know, it's kind of like the Beyonce um, Lemonade album. Did Jay-Z cheat on her? I don't know. It doesn't matter because the public thinks he did. So either way, they're going to cash in on it. Mm. So she made a whole album about it. And he's he gets to live in the house that Lemonade bought, so I don't I don't know how much he cares. <laughs> you know? He just has to keep his mouth shut, that's so, all. So, I don't know. The whole James Gunn thing. I'm The net is I'm glad he's back because the first Guardians movie is probably my favorite MCU movie, just personally. I don't th- think it's necessarily the best. For me, it's just the most fun like I think it's my like it's my Star Wars. Definitely one of the best space movies we've had in a very very long time. Mm-hmm. Plus like there you go with uh, Captain Marvel being like one of the strongest female roles we've ever seen. I want to see what Nebula does this time around. Well, in the original uh in the comics, she's the one that ends Thanos. Thanos. So like who knows if they'll stick to it cuz you know they seem to be straying quite a bit here recently, so... There is a lot of deviation there. Yeah, originally they didn't seem like there was a lot of deviation at all. Um, the yeah, whole Captain Marvel, years, the whole thing lot. was different, but I still loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even aware that this animated movie was coming out um, until a friend of ours made a mention, but there's a uh, Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated film coming out. Mm-hmm. 
I think I saw a little bit of a trailer, but uh, our friend Ben Giroux is actually Robin in that series. Oh, cool. That's and that right. was the first time I heard about it. Then I went back and looked, and apparently there's been trailers for a while. So I just haven't kept up with it. But be watching for Ben, definitely. If some of you aren't familiar with Ben's work, he had a viral video called Back to the 90s. It's in like tens of millions of views, I think, now. And got to be so popular that the Backstreet Boys invited him to open up for them in Vegas. Yeah, that's funny. But anyway, he's the voice of Robin. He does a lot of acting around L.A. I haven't kept up with the DC animated films. So I don't know. Is this like a normal thing that's happening? Or? I know because I think they've actually crossed into DC Universe before. But in this one, it's like they're crossing into it and you know, Shredder drops some mutagen into all of Arkham Asylum. So like mm. everybody in Arkham Asylum, including the Joker and Harley and everybody else, is going to be you know now a mutant. So it's kind wow. of... I don't know how I feel about it because I'm not a big fan of like giant crossovers like that. But This is an interesting cast now that I'm reading it. So our friend Ben is Robin, but I'm like looking... Raphael is Darren Chris. He's a guy from Glee. I think he's from I think he's from Glee. And then uh as Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night Live as Michelangelo. What is interesting casting? It's interesting that Troy oh. Baker as both Batman and Joker. Well, wow, so this is based on a comic book series of Batman and Ninja Turtles. Okay. They were just discovering all this like in real time. Mm-mm. Oh, Rachel Bloom is Batgirl. Interesting. Tara Strong's Harley Quinn. Tara Strong's been Harley Quinn before, right? Yeah. And um, Poison times. Ivy. Yep. Oh, March 31st. That's coming soon. Yeah. That's why I posted it. <laughs> so I guess kind of weird. Like, okay, cool. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably am going to watch it because I saw that Ben was in it, but I don't usually watch DC animated films. I know they're supposed to be great. I've just, like, checked out of so much DC stuff lately. <laughs> yeah, they've always been pretty amazing. Yeah, the animated films especially are pretty good. There's All the Superman ones fan. are freaking dope. And I guess I've watched a few Batman and Flash ones too, but like mm. I love the Superman ones. Uh, my favorite is the Under the Red Hood. Under the Red Hood. Yeah. I've heard about that one a lot. Like there's like a Nightwing series or something. Or is that He's in a Hood? lot of them. Gotcha. I haven't even seen this trailer for this uh, Batman versus. I didn't watch it. You know, it it gave me it gave me Scooby Doo uh, meets the Harlem Globetrotters like vibe. A little bit. You're a lot of guys. So that's uh actually looks a lot better than than I read. Um, obviously there's like, it's a cartoon, so there's going to be things I'm going to like think are super cheesy, but, um, and then I read this like interdimensional thing and I was like, okay, well, is that how the turtles end up in Gotham? But it looks like they just traveled there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's weird because like from Chicago or something from New York, tr- like they didn't show any time it's travel like or anything. Metropolis, Gotham, you know, star city. This, stuff is, like that. this like, is another thing DC doesn't like do too well is like the geography. Like in Batman v Superman, we're like, wait, Metropolis and Gotham are like across the river? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd always like gotten the impression that they were like half a country apart, but you know, whatever. New York and Chicago both exist in the DC universe, but they're, I guess they're south of New York. Both of them are, which is kind of weird to me. Sure. Yeah. It's always been annoying. It's so weird. This makes me feel better now. Um... My friend Alec just sent us sent me a text saying, "Ooh, Batman versus Ninja Turtles." <laughs> nice. Kid you not, right now. That's hilarious. That's why it's something in the air. Your yeah, marketing's but... really great, guys. Hold on, let me take a picture real quick. Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will follow the turtles meeting Batman for the first time via a transdimensional encounter. Here we go. All right, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Podcasting right now about it. I'll probably watch this though. Oh, that fun. <laughs> it's probably gonna be one of those things where like don't 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 think about it too much. Mm. You got the turtles and Batman together. I really liked. There was a Ninja Turtle show that was like a computer animated show a few years ago that I really enjoyed. Like at least for the first two or three seasons, it was very fun, and my kids loved it too. Mm. 
And uh, now they have like a newer cartoon, which is weird. Like Raphael is kind of the leader. Huh. And he's huge compared to like, you know, everyone else is like tiny and like it's, it's weird. Raphael has like a do-rag on. Oh. And you're like, you're what are we doing? Dipping toes in the dangerous territory <laughs> exactly. there, guys. Well, April's black in it, and she's a black kid. Huh. So you're like, okay, so... A little, little progressiveness there. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? That's half the time. I'm like, actually proud of the internet for not having outrage about that. You'd think. Yeah, because I haven't heard about that until just now. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it'll last very long, though. I mean, like, from the clips I've seen from it, it just didn't seem very fun. And I feel like Ninja Turtles can need to be based in fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because it's <laughs> there. there's, like, six-foot-tall turtles. Exactly. With, like, a giant rat raising them. My dad always said, because I used to love them when I was little, my dad was like, stupid Ninja Turtles, probably some dudes in a college dorm smoking weed. <laughs> there's no, it's, gr- it's grown-ass men smoking <laughs> weed. Did anybody see that picture of, like, young splinter with like the four ninja turtles yeah. like as a kid and then underneath it's old splinter with like, all the, them all grown up yeah People that was so, that. so emotional you know that's how that's how we grew up with turtles though is this like very like family oriented thing you know mm-hmm. they were like that in the comics too however that's very especially early on it's way more gritty which is kind of funny that they made it into a kids like super cutie kids mm-hmm. cartoon because right. <laughs> and also the theirs and the uh, daredevil's origin stories are like dovetailed I think, like unofficially. Oh yeah, about the it's like no, they're two separate like comic book corporations, so they won't acknowledge it. But I think all the writers are like, yeah, they're the same thing. Have you ever seen that? No. So (laughs) the canister that hits, um, yeah, Matt Murdock in the face, yeah, is the same one that falls into the the sewers to create the Ninja Turtles, and also the Toxic Avenger. But it, 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 there was a actually I think Nerdsync did a video about it. Um, the, there was some crossover of the staff from the two comic book companies, mm-hmm. and they they just tied in the story that way. And like once again, the comic book companies won't acknowledge that that's true. But like, I think in one of the Turtles origin comics, uh, when you like if you look in the background of the panel, you'll see a blind kid getting missed getting hit by a car <laughs> nice as the canisters falling into the sewer and stuff so it's just kind of like the writers have put it in there like yeah this is the same that's pretty thing. cool so it's funny now there's like a dc tie-in so it's like all everybody's together you know you know alec just asked me if he could come for when we talk about godzilla well we're actually going to be on uh we don't have a a, a date yet but me and rod and possibly you too josh sure. uh are going to be guests on like a Godzilla podcast. It's Maddox podcast. Oh, nice. Uh, I need to. He's invited us several times, but we haven't been able to make a date yeah. yet. <laughs> Ironically, we were at a convention for podcasting. So. Um, I have. I'm. I've never listened to his podcast, to be honest. Um, and I just recently asked for the name of the podcast to share with other people, and I already forgot it. It's still the best show on earth. Um, looking back here, yeah, he has a lot of podcasts. Maddox is like Dang. the he was, he's like the original king of the internet. <laughs> the best, best debate in the universe, right? It's it, with Maddox. It's always like the best something. Like in the, in the '90s, he had the best uh, web page yeah. ever and stuff. In college, like we adored that guy. He had the A to Z of manliness and like it's all funny stuff. Some people who don't know it's supposed to be comedy are really offended by it, uh, but it's all so far. I guess that's the problem. All of the humor is so absurd that it can't be true. But right now in history, <laughs> things are so absurd I can't tell anymore. So like like reality has met up with <laughs> the absurdist comedy. <laughs> but anyway, Maddox has a great podcast. He's probably, probably one of the most organized podcasts I've ever <laughs> listened to. But yeah, Godzilla, man. Like I actually 
Vince is way more of a fan than I am, so I don't want to pretend to know anything about it. But I like big monster and robot movies. So even the bad Godzilla movie that came out like after the bad ones, the original <laughs> the bad, bad ones. one after the bad one. Yeah, like, well, I mean, like because you know, like how um, the original ones were all like kind of bad. Like they, you know, but that was the charm about them. And then the Matthew Broderick one, they were like, we're gonna make it cool, and it's like, don't try, like, just embrace what it is. Green you know? Day. <laughs> were they in that? Yeah, that's where the they use brain stew in it. Darn oh, wow. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> you know. All I remember from that was the uh the Robert Plant Puff Daddy P. Diddy thing. I don't remember that. <laughs> For the, the Godzilla movie? Yeah, it was that's the main theme song. Uh, yeah, it was like Cashmere. Uh, it, it was Cashmere with P, uh Puff Daddy P. Diddy, whoever yeah. his name was rapping over it. But but uh, That's weird because normally he's very, very against I don't know, using his music in anything. I mean, listen, I, there there might have just been the right price tag on this one. That's true. I'm not sure. <laughs> I just but, remember that my brother, that might have been the first time rap was like introduced into our household. It's <laughs> like so my little brother like begged my mom to buy the CD single of that song from Godzilla. And I was like, what in what earth is this? Like, because I, I remember the riff from like my dad's vinyls. Mm. Like, but what, there's this like, rap thing on it? So I, I just hadn't conceived like mashups like that before. I think I used to have that soundtrack, to be honest, because I used to buy, like for some odd reasons, I just wanted to buy soundtracks when I was younger. I love that. Maybe it's because my parents were more okay with me oh, buying yeah. soundtracks What's rather than like, you know, I know when we when I got the Green Day Dookie album on the inside, they're like, you know, smoking weed and blowing it into the mirror or whatever. And yeah. there's dogs like, you know, having sex or throwing poop or something on the cover. Yep. And so my parents like flipped out at that. And uh, even though that the whole album is pretty darn mild, <laughs> but yeah, especially listen to like, oh, what, wow. say like NWA or something. So, yeah, so it was a, there was a new remix of Brain Stew. Yeah. And um, I don't see Metallica on here though. There was a Ben Fold song. It's funny because I'm looking on um, Apple Music, and you know, with older soundtracks like this, you can tell what stuff wasn't licensed for the long run because they're grayed out. Oh wow! So actually, the theme song—it wasn't Robert Plant; it was Jimmy Page. How did I get that messed up? Someone's gonna crucify me for that now. Um, "Come with Me" featuring various artists. No, it was "Come with Me." It was Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page. That was like the big like music video they tried to push at the time, but can't even listen to it now because it's grayed out what's weird is you can't get this song on other soundtrack like this is the soundtrack it was on so that was it. you might have to like buy it from the download store maybe that's the thing maybe but mm. that's that's super interesting because that's how old this song is oh spawn soundtrack look at that <laughs> i'm gonna go down now oh marilyn manson and secret pimps yeah no, i would love to see another spawn movie there there's a spawn tv show coming out oh yeah and it's actually not going to be anything like the movie it's going to be very grounded and like real life kind of deal Interesting. So it's going to be, yeah. Not good. Crazy. Looking forward to that. <laughs> no, the that. guy that created Spawn, uh, gosh, what's the guy's name? Todd He's, McFarlane. Yes, Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Gosh, why did I forget that? He is, I think, directing it and everything, too. Dang. Speaking of uh, new movies, looks like uh, what is it, they're replacing Will Smith in the new Suicide 2. Yeah. I thought Suicide Squad is a reboot now, right? <sighs> That's so weird, or though, because they're still keeping Margot Robbie. It's weird because uh, they call it a sequel, that. but I, it may be a we- reboot. I've heard it's a reboot today. Like, it's supposed yeah. to be a reboot. I just saw it's supposed to be a hard reboot. But I don't know. Which maybe doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's like Aquaman, where Aquaman like half acknowledges that Justice League happened, and the other half doesn't didn't happen. <laughs> oh, it's, and it's going to be uh, Idris Elba? I can't I never yeah, can say his note. He's no. replacing Will uh, Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, as a, so I could huh. see that. I mean, I, I loved him in those freaking robot versus monster movies. Yeah, so. and the what's the not Calvin and Hobbes movie coming up? What is that? Oh yeah, <laughs> what? No, uh, the Fast and Furious movie. Hobbes uh, and Hobbes and something. Every time I see this trailer, I think it's gonna be Calvin and Hobbes, the dark version. 
But it, it's a it's a spinoff of uh, Another... Fast and Furious between Jason Statham's yeah. character and The Rock's character. Rock. It's Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, that's not right. And Idris Elba is like a virtually invincible villain in it. I think he's actually going to be the star because he's the first person you see in the trailers. Yeah, are they going into like superhero stuff in this movie in these movies now? Because um, in this trailer, they very much did like because Idris, well, super villain at least because Idris Elba like. You could see, you see him getting enhanced, kind of like how Captain America does. You see like lasers go through his muscles and mm-hmm. stuff. And something with to deal with his spine, like is is like the technology that makes him strong or something like that. That's so there, come on, guys. <laughs> There's a point where you you're jumping the shark. I think they replaced his innards. I I have a feeling that that's not gonna. I mean, maybe it'll be fun for a while, but I I don't see that long term. I don't know. I actually, to be honest, I haven't followed the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, I may have seen one or two. I, it's funny because in college, um, not my first one, like maybe my second roommate in college, used to watch one of the Fast and Furious movies every di- night. Like would put it on the television in our dorm. Mm-hmm. So I think I saw parts of it through osmosis, but I've never sat down to watch them. So I don't know how this fits in the whole. I know that there was that Charlie Puth song that came out of the last one. Yeah. Well, it's because of the Paul Walker thing. Yeah. That he had died and whatnot. And but, it has a very touching song that kind of. It's a good song. Yeah. But in the but and I also know like Scott Nicewander from NerdSync, it's his favorite movie franchise. He likes it more than MCU. Uh, because because of his absurdity, he likes the he likes the ride. And I I, I can't knock okay. that. I just watched a movie about a space lady, you know, so I just I watched the first movie and it like satisfied that like guy and fast car things like gone in sixty seconds kind mm-hmm. of like it. You're like, Yeah, I wanna drive cars fast and I'm like a kid with a lot of <laughs> testosterone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so like Okay, cool. But after that, it just got annoying. I don't. I had a, maybe saw the third one. Like I, I maybe saw the first three movies. Tokyo Drift, though, that's the one that didn't have anybody in it. That's another tough thing about the series. If you don't know and you didn't have the internet, it'd be very difficult to place them in order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, if you showed me clips from the fourth, fifth, and isn't there six of them? I honestly don't yeah, know. I think There's if you showed me them. clips from those, I couldn't tell the difference between any of them. Any of them. I, I didn't see anything after Paul Walker died. That was the last one. Yeah, that was the the very the most recent one. Oh, well, it, well it's true. maybe it was three, three <laughs> then. I forget which ones I've seen actually. That's how much I care about that movie. I, I, I also used or to franchise. get. I used to get that uh, mixed up with Triple X a lot too. Because <laughs> Vin Diesel. I guess it was just a meathead movie, and I, I actually like Triple X, so I probably would like Fast and Furious. I just I just did, keep getting mixed up. Did they make another Triple X movie with Vin Diesel? Uh, wasn't I think they recently did? Yeah, I don't remember? Didn't they? Yeah, because because it was the it was the actually Vince and I have a vlog from it. We were at the red carpet for that, and that's the one where they left us all behind the building and forgot about us, like two hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> like we were at the TCL Chinese Theater, they're like, wait right here, so we all waited, and then they forgot about us. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I, I don't know, like, I'd never seen the movie, and, like, for some odd reason, I almost felt like it was one of those those moments where you're like, did it really happen? Like, being an alternate universe or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, did that happen here? Because it was, it was, it was Vin <laughs> Diesel like a Mandela for the effect. first one. Yeah. It was Vin Diesel for the first one. The second one was, like, Ice Cube or something, wasn't it? Yeah, Ice Cube was in the second and one. And then the third, I think the most recent one, like, a couple of years ago was Vin Diesel again, or maybe with Ice Cube or something, or I don't know. Ice Cube I think, was, I think his was, character, wasn't it? I don't remember. Oh, that'd be weird. I, I think which movie I, I are you talking know. about? I, I haven't seen the Triple second X. Triple X, but I, th- I think the the third Triple X movie was actually called like Return of Xander Cage or something like that, or Xander, whatever his name is. That would make sense. On the topic of Vin Diesel movies, my favorite Meathead movie series though is Chronicles Chronicles of Riddick. 
I thoroughly enjoy those movies. Yeah, I like that <laughs> series for some odd reason, even though it was kind of weird to they're, me. They're like, stupid, but I love them. Yeah, I was okay with it. I feel like those are kind of like Jason Statham movies to where they're I like... I also like Jason Statham movies. You know, <laughs> what was that series that he had for a while? The uh, the car one where he had he was a Passport. delivery driver? Oh, um, Crank? Passport or passenger or something like that. Yeah, something like he's, he's basically like, I'm delivery guy. <laughs> he always he always drove an Audi. Yeah. Transporter. That's what it oh, was. The transporter. The transporter. Yeah. I, I think no. both words. No, <laughs> what did I say? Passport, passport and then and passenger. That's what I said. I was more of a crank guy. Like yeah. that was that was awesome series. Like or at least the first movie. That's so far so long ago. I feel like as in between all those movies. So like I feel like that's part of those movies. Pre- to pretty me. much. I remember like Chester Bennington like made a cameo in the first one. It was so much absurdity to it because the whole th- you know if you haven't seen Crank. He has to keep his, keep his adrenaline going or he dies. So the whole movie feels like a big, like, adrenaline trip. Like punching himself in the face and crap. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a scene where he has, like, sex with his girlfriend in the middle of Chinatown over, like, a mailbox <laughs> and stuff. But, I mean, sex is loose because he has to, like, keep his heart rate up. So it, it's going, like, fast and furious. Like, it, like it's like, bam, bam, you know, and then he, like, keeps running. <laughs> I can't imagine she enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this return of Xander Cage. You've never seen it? Nope. No, yeah. we were left outside. Oh, that's true. <laughs> 2017 came yeah. out. Oh, that's what January 20th. Yeah. Such, such like a, a mist, man. Just it, like it didn't do well on. with. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 46, and then the the other metrics are 42. percent So mm-hmm. the, the, all those movies fall under like the category of like critics shouldn't watch these. Yeah. Yeah. These are just. It's like uh, Phil said about uh, Phil Ranta said about the MCU movies. MCU movies are candy. I love Donnie Yen though. Like, like Donnie Yen's a good uh, martial artist. Most people like candy, but if you don't like candy, don't go see this movie. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like it's just it's good. It's like all the things that your like senses want when you try to escape. Yeah. So another thing that happened while we were gone was Arrow and Legends are being canceled. Thank Arrow gets like God. one more half a season, kind of. So I didn't know about the Arrow thing, but I saw the actor who played Arrow. Um, had, had like, he had like a crying like Instagram video or something. He is such a cool dude though. Like yeah. I don't know you I don't so, know if you've ever seen him before, but like or seen him he like would go out of his way every week just to talk to fans like via Instagram or being Skype or whatever it was. I've seen the Comic Con videos. Mm-hmm. Probably because he knows Arrow has been his entire career. So hopefully, hope he has like a bright future. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad Legends of Tomorrow is being canceled. What, <laughs> what a, I mean, I don't say this very often because I try to like give everything a fair chance, but what a garbage show. Yes, I will agree with this. Oh I feel God. bad for agreeing with this because <laughs> I, I generally like those shows, but like that one especially. Ooh. So once again, I have a couple friends that really like the show and maybe it's just not made for me. Um, which is weird because I feel like it was it was supposed to be made for me because I like that kind of stuff mm. and I love absurdity when it you know most times like I said I just got done talking about how much I actually liked Chronicles of Riddick and Triple X <laughs> but like Legends of Tomorrow like the way it was marketed as a guy who doesn't follow all the DC TV stuff it looked like especially in LA that it was going to be like the crossover of a century. Like, you know, like they, they had the size of buildings and it's really cool looking art. I mean, it, it's like all the other DC stuff. The trailer got me. And then we went to watch the show and I was like, this is worse than the first series of Star Trek. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. I didn't even bother to watch the second and third seasons. Some people told me like it got better, but I'm like, I'm so upset no, with that first season. No, it didn't get better. And like for a while, like I felt really bad for White Canary because like she's like, she's like oh, she's the girl. And she's and like whenever there's another girl, they're like, guess what? 
she's going to be a lesbian in love with her. And like the, <laughs> every single time you could go like, okay, is, how are we going to get into this this uh, secret place? Well, hold on, there's a woman over there. I bet she's a lesbian <laughs> back in like 1490. That's like, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so just, in, the fir- in the first season, that only happened like once, but I guess it keeps going. No, it, it does. It's funny. <laughs> and actually, and I hope this is, if this actress ever listens to this, nothing I'm against sorry. you, but... I don't like that character, so I don't know if it has to do with the actress. It's like they told her to always suck on a lemon and then go for her scene. So you just yeah. don't like like her angry face? Or kind of like, got like a pucker face on or something. Kind of, but like even in her mannerisms, it's like everything feels so uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like maybe they were given bad direction or something. Like here's a scene: you're in a spaceship, time travel, go. And everybody's like, what? What are we doing? What are we? What's going on? Like mm. everybody feels perpetually confused like the performances like you watch captain marvel or at most of the mcu movies the timeline and the the chronology of the story feels like fluid for the most part but you know that they didn't film that stuff in order mm. something like legends of tomorrow it felt very apparent that things were like not in order yeah like and i don't know whose fault that is like editing it's so directing. jumbled together like the way it just cobbled together the ends of tv shows and whatnot and but it still had that authentic cw like grossness I, <laughs> even going back to like i love smallville but like and any other C- cw show that's ever been on there's like this teen like weirdness to it that i just kids aren't stupid yeah, <laughs> they don't always go. Oh well, I hate this person, or I love this person, and so I'm going to lie to him because I, you know, whatever. And I'm going to drive them away, and I'm going to bring them back and drive them away. And like, it, there's just things like that that happen in every single one of those shows, and it annoys the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, it, it's been a long, long yeah. night. I'm going to have to edit a lot of this. Those would be two episodes, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is two. I don't know yet. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Uh, me and Vince are RKVC. You can check us out on Spotify's and all the, well, not Spotify. They're evil. Uh, Apple Music, <laughs> and um, YouTube and all that stuff. And Josh has uh, Bands Life. Yay! Then you know bands don't like to respond to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a band, email Josh. Yeah. You want you want free publicity? I mean, it's not a lot, but I'll give you something. <laughs> That's what my prom date said. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. And we'll see you next time.